You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen and there's Roy. And Roy, I don't know, you're probably sick of me pretending to be a gamer because I use the same gaming joke anytime there's anything gaming related. Mm-hmm. The audience, the listeners are probably sick of it as well. So I'm not even, I'm so tempted to do it though. Uh, but no, listen, I'll leave this to you because this is a brand new movie based on the hugely popular video game series Resident Evil. Yeah, so this is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, one of the problems with video game adaptations is that either they change what it was originally so much that you're like, what was the point of this? Like, have you ever seen the Street Fighter movie or um, the Super Mario Brothers movie? You're just like, it, it's it's so completely unrelated to the original uh, product. You're just like, what was all this? Or... They stick to it so rigidly and you realise, actually, hang on, there's not much of a plot to to stretch this out to two hours and it's kind of boring. Uh, I, I, what are we going to do here? So cleverly, for Welcome to Raccoon City, they have more or less adapted the plot of Resident Evil 1, 2 and 3 and shoved them all together. So fans of those first three games, which are actually three of the better of the Resident Evil games, will be very, very happy to hear that news. So we got chatting to most of the leading cast members of this new adaptation. And up first, you're going to hear from Kaya Scodelario, who plays the iconic Claire Redfield. Now, Owen, you know I already love Kaya because she and I got on like House on Fire when we were talking about Crawl back in 2019, one of my favourites of the last few years. Yeah, like that's a, a life highlight for me as well, Rory. Um, you definitely didn't have to remind me about that. Yep. Yeah, no worries. Uh, that's why I'm here. But uh, I did, you know, tell her that over lockdown, I think I rewatched Crawl maybe five more times over the fair, course of fair. Um <laughs> And I pointed out an interesting uh, comparison between Crawl and Resident Evil. But she also talks about the potential future for her character and the hidden Easter eggs within the new movie that fans of the games will be excited to see. So even though they're releasing this at Christmas, it is officially an Easter film then with all the Easter eggs in it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go straight to Kaya and while she's talking, <laughs> I'm gonna explain two things. One, what an Easter egg is, and two, why uh-huh. that joke wasn't funny. Uh, well, good luck <laughs> explaining that. <laughs> Kaya, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Really good. Uh, the last time you and I spoke, it was for Crawl. Yay! And there's two things I want to mention. One is over lockdown, I think I watched Crawl about 15 times, so thank you for that. Thank you. And <laughs> two is, I don't know whether you noticed this, but both Crawl and Resident Evil start with you looking for an estranged family member in the middle of a storm, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by a horrific scenario. So a weird town, yeah. Right, yeah. An abandoned looking town. So I was sitting there, I was like, I guess maybe because I watched Crawl so many times, I was like, this is this is <laughs> very familiar. So, yeah. I had a lot of fun uh with this one. I am a massive Resident Evil fan at front right. games anyway. And it was great just seeing the the nods and the the kind of influences of the game um and the games. 
was there any particular I guess nods or stuff that maybe you were aware of or that the director writer put in that maybe you think fans might overlook oh that's a good one um I think you know we, we really tried to pepper in as much as possible the whole kind of idea behind this movie was to to as a gift to the fans of the video games um so there are kind of lots of elements in the background there are a lot of kind of easter eggs behind people there's also some quite kind of obvious ones things like the jacket um that we worked really hard on getting the tone right of one of my favorite little details is that claire wears the feather necklace from the first two games um, that was really important to me and i really wanted to get that right um, and it's actually kind of the most special thing I've taken from it at the end of the shoot. The props department gave it to me splattered in blood. And so I have it preserved and bloody in my bedroom. <laughs> and uh, and I think that kind of that's the big symbol of Claire to me. Um, and that was something I really wanted us to have in the in the movie. Um, but there are definitely lots of little things hidden around. Fantastic. I, I, I do look forward to uh, any day you might have to explain where someone is just like, is that a blood covered necklace you've got? Yeah. Just <laughs> There's worse stuff in my closet. That <laughs> <the scary> thing. <laughs> so. I don't want to do any spoilers whatsoever, but there is a scene towards the end of this that was giving me pure Ellen Ripley moments oh, uh-huh. uh, where you are saving a particular character. You kind of arrive out of nowhere and you mm-hmm. get this line that is essentially this movie's version of Ripley's get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. And I was like, yes, like it was a real <laughs> cathartic moment for that for me. Like was the, I, I imagine like considering your arms with a shotgun and you get a killer line that you did in this film, like that must have been a lot of fun to do. I mean, definitely the highlight of the shoot for me. Um, my hero has always been Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Like she's always been my icon. And it really felt like that moment for me as well, where, where, um, it just it felt like pure movie making um, and it was I was so excited and I was so adamant that it not get cut that right after we filmed it I went into the producer's tent and I threatened them all and I, told <laughs> them I had to keep it in the movie because I wanted people to see me looking cool um, <laughs> but yeah it was definitely the funnest moment it the the kind of the atmosphere the shotgun the line everything coming together um, really felt fun well Again, I'm not wanting to get into any kind of spoilers whatsoever, but the movie does kind of set itself up perfectly for everyone who survives to come back. Um, I don't know how versed you are with the future of your character in the video game stories, but I've got I've got two potentials, and I'm curious which one you'd be like, that's the one I want. I want that Whatever one. Whatever one is set in a hot country as opposed to cold Canada. <laughs> Well, this that's tricky because one oh, of the stories for for Claire is that she is she, well. She starts off in Paris, so that's okay. not too bad. That's not bad. But then she's arrested and she's put in a prison in the Antarctic. Oh dear. Yeah, uh, and the other one is she starts off at a at a Christmas party at her job, which again, nice start, not too bad. And then she's arrested and she's put in a prison in the Baltic Sea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so, okay. I choose Christmas party because then she can be a little bit tipsy and maybe she won't be as cool. <laughs> so that's that's the future for Claire. We yeah, like that. We want future. we want that. I forgot to ask, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, my favorite scary movie. What's the one with the little fairy things that were terrifying? Little fairy things. The little fairy, they were terrifying and they were there were loads of them and they Is were it like gremlins or crickets. 
Gremlins. Gremlins. Oh, fuckers. That, that's given me nightmares since I was, I watched that when I was way too young. I also watched The Exorcist when at my eighth birthday party sleepover and my mother got called into the school because all the other parents had complained about it and she got in a lot of trouble and we traumatised a lot of kids that night. So, yeah. That's- but I mean, that's the goal of a slumber party, really. Yes. Like, if, if you're not if you're not screaming the house down at a sleepover, you you're, yeah. you're, you're it's failed. Long term psychological effects. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Kaya. Thank you so much for your time today. Now, obviously, Kaya is the star of the show. But who else did you get to chat to? Yeah, up next, you'll hear from Tom Hopper, who plays Albert Wesker, who fans of the game would be like, "Uh oh, I know who that is." And also he's, he's chatting alongside Avan Yogia, who plays Leon S. Kennedy. Um, and later in the video game series, Leon's character is front and center for the best Resident Evil game and story. So we chatted a bit about what the future for their characters might be if this movie does hopefully get a sequel. Uh, they also talked about their favorite scary movies of all time. Uh, and just again, it's the it's the the love for these characters because you know people love Sonic and Mario and all this cartoony stuff, but there is something about Resident Evil where it's it's kind of like Lara Croft and Tomb Raider where people love them so much that it's it's it they stand out from the crowd in terms of the popularity within the world of video games. Um, and the weight of bringing those to the big screen. So this is the uh, just the ridiculously unattractive and just terribly un- <laughs> unhandsome Tom Hopper and Avan Yogia talking about uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Disgusting. Gross. Tom and Avan, how are you both? Rory, doing very fine. good. How are you doing? I'm good. Tom, you and I have a mutual friend, Owen Mackin. I'm seeing Owen on Monday. He's coming to stay at my house. Well, you tell him I said hello. I will uh, do. I will do. He's one of my best fellow, buds, yeah. Fellow Dublin. Oh, wow. Um, gentlemen, hard one straight off the bat. What is your favourite scary movie of all time? Oh. Mm. Favourite scary movie of all time? I think Rosemary's Baby. That's a, that's a that's good one. my favorite scary movie of all time. I just, I'm such a sucker for psychological. I'll, I'll get a vamp while you get, you figure it out, Tom. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, a, I'm such a sucker for psychological um, uh, horror. I think there's like, there's nothing more like um, skin crawling than those, those films that really handle dread very well. And mm-hmm. I think Resident, uh, uh, Resident Evil, Rosemary's Baby, and Resident Evil. But Rosemary's Baby does really capture like an incredible dread. Like you never yeah. feel easy at any point. You feel uneasy the entirety of that film, and I, I love that. Um, now I've talked about this before, in, in the sense that it was my, the most iconic for me because it was the first one I watched, and I think purely based on what a horror movie supposed to do to a person and uh, scare the living life out of them uh, would be Scream because it still sits with me today as as a, a moment in horror where I was just so deeply affected by scenes from it. <laughs> I think that yeah. that for me personally is like what horror You can't undo that. Do. Yeah, that's exactly no. right. Especially it's, you can't undo the first time you watch 
a horror movie, it doesn't really matter what it is. If it achieves its goal, which is scaring oh you, my God. then you, you never really forget it. Then I saw a thing, well, what's better than that? What is, what, what I'm no, trying to think of all the different ones I've watched. probably better movies, but not, not ones that scared you the same that's way. That's done that to me, yeah. So for me personally, yeah. and what I, I got from that, then yeah, I would probably say Scream. Yeah, no, they're, they're both fantastic, uh, fantastic picks. So decent picks all around. Congratulations. Um, were you both Resident Evil fans before you kind of became a part of this project? Certainly of uh, the games, sure, uh, yeah. more so on my part, at least. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, like the early versions of them, I, I'd sort of taken a big sabbatical from gaming and then um, kind of got back into it a little bit when uh, when I got this movie. But I I, I played them growing up, you know, all the, the Resident Evil games playing, going uh, through my teens and very early years of gaming, Resident Evil was my first experience, like Scream, I suppose, in the movie world, Resident Evil was my first experience of a horror game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much stuck in my memory, yeah. So while well, you've you taken both... a sabbatical, I've not taken a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, he's gone I, deeper. <laughs> I literally was playing, I literally was playing, I'm playing Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus Quest 2, so in virtual reality. Well, oh my god! I just, I've just that. received my Oculus, and I've got the code Mate. to play it. I've got—is it how how scary is it? <laughs> it's incredible. It's in, incredible. It's incredible. It's so much fun. It it really feels like I think it's good. I mean, VR. You know, we're talking about ah oh, movies, streamers, all this stuff. VR is VR is scary, man. <clears throat> That's VR's the next one for sure. Yeah, yeah. because. <clears throat> Uh, like for you both, like uh, if you have like delved back into the the lore, I guess of Resident Evil, then oh. uh, like Avon, you must know Resi Four is you know it's Leon's game. It's my game, and, yeah. And Tom, so it's just my personal game. Like I grew oh, up with that game as a child, yeah. Like it, it's an iconic game. It's one of the best of all time. Yeah. And then Tom, yeah. like Wesker, I was looking it up. He is in the top five video game villains of all time. So that's like a lofty title to find yourself playing like are you excited yeah, it's quite a responsibility yeah i mean i mean for me as well like I, I i try not to let the weight of that get the better of me before i go and do anything like this because i, I feel that the most important thing that i can do is be uh respectful and real to the version that we're making and then mm-hmm be very very aware of the versions in the past right and what what wesker was in the games and not so much the movies because i think they're a separate thing i think the games here is what we're really trying to get the essence of but try and make him more relatable and real and there's obviously a reason why wesker is one of the top five villains in in computer games of all time you know and it, my job is to to make my version of it, and that's all I can do. So hopefully, the fans will will enjoy what I did with this version of of Wesker for for this movie. Fantastic, gentlemen! Thank you so much. And last but not least, we have Robbie Amell. Yeah, another just uh, truly just unattractive. God bless him. I don't know how he gets through life. Uh, him and his brother Stephen Amell, who people might know as being, I think he was Arrow on one of the TV oh, yeah. shows. Uh, just the whole family. God, their genetic code must be just, <laughs> Gen- just weak. Genetically screwed. <laughs> just inferior. Uh, yeah, so he is playing Chris Redfield, who in the video games is the sibling of Caius Gondolario's character. 
Uh, and he's already kind of based out of Raccoon City when this movie kicks off. Uh, if you've followed the plot of the video games, then you kind of already know what to expect from the future of him in this. Again, he he points out something, because again, I asked him about the Easter eggs, and I've explained those to you now, Owen, so don't make that joke again. I still don't. So um, the Easter Bunny dresses up as Santa. Yeah, and he leaves clues in movies. Yeah, it's, yep. Yeah. Uh, so... Maybe Jesus. <laughs> but he points out one that, having seen the film, I was like, oh yeah, of course, that never occurred to me. So he actually had to spell out a very obvious one for me, uh, and I think fans of the games, because, you know what, something's... It's almost like standing too close to something where you're like, oh, I, oh wait, I, now I see it. Um, so that was that was fun for him to point out. Uh, and again, his character has lots of different branching paths in the future, so he gets to pick, if he could, what he would pick for uh, Chris for the future of the movie franchise. So this is Robbie chatting about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Robbie, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm really good. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. First question, maybe the most difficult question. So, so be ready. What's your favorite scary movie? Mm, this one. Okay. So, what's your second favorite scary movie? <laughs> mm, Jaws. Oh, that's a that's a good pick. You know who else picked Jaws? Emily Blunt and John Krasinski both said Jaws. Really? Is scary movie. So you're in good. That you're in really sense. good company. You know, the a quiet place has has some jaws to it for sure. Yeah, it's got that kind of quiet menace until everything goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, watching this, there was a point when I figured at the end of like a particular shoot day, you must have needed like a two hour shower because the amount of fake blood and squibs and gore and stuff that's just being splashed back on you. Uh, was there a particular day when you're filming this and you're like, guys? I'm I'm drenched. Can we <laughs> the the amount of fake blood and stickiness and and it was just always an uphill battle to get clean at the end of the night. But you know, those are the things where you're like, this is if this is the worst part of my job, things are pretty good. That's 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 entirely fair. Um are there are you a big Resident Evil fan? Like like from the games and stuff, you are. So Pam, I grew up grew up playing the games. First, one of my first video game memories is is the you know playing Resident Evil in my basement, the dogs jumping through the window and scaring the hell out of me. Yeah. So would you say there's a lot in this movie? I noticed certain things, but would you say there's a lot of say uh, hidden Easter eggs or little nods that audiences might not pick up on at the first pass? But like it's there's definitely there for yeah. It was is oh, the yeah. one in particular that you'd be like that's the one I'm looking forward to people kind of discovering, or maybe they might not notice on their own. There's actually an obvious one that people will see, but it, it, I just thought it was really cool was in the lab. There's a bunch of herbs in the background. There's a green and red and blue herbs on the wall. And I'm just like, this is, it's an obvious one, but it's just, it's classic. I didn't, I didn't even pick up on the difficult. Really? I didn't, it didn't, Click in my mind that I was like, ah, oh, of course. <laughs> um, the end of this, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but it does set itself up really nicely for everyone to come back, everyone who survives to come back. Uh, uh, and just knowing the fan base that people have for the character Chris and knowing kind of 
where he ends up in the video game lore. Are you excited for potentially where this could take you for the cinematic version of it? I mean, I I know Johannes has talked about Code Veronica or, or Resident Evil 4 as possible adaptations. And I mean, I would I had so much fun. I'm such a huge fan. I would love to keep making these movies. But at the end of the day, we need a big opening weekend because money talks. So as long as the movie does well, they'll want to make another one. Can you, can you tell me a bit about like what like when when you're approached about doing a Resident Evil movie, I think. Uh, whether it's fair or not, people might have an opinion that like there's a bit of a curse adapting video games into movies because so, some of them, if you think back to Street Fighter and stuff, have been a bit dodgy. I think they're getting progressively better and we're getting into an age now with like Uncharted, Resident Evil, even The Last of Us, where it does feel like Hollywood's taking them more seriously. But what was your reaction when you got that offer? And did it change then when it actually came to making the films? Um, I think that the, the tough thing about, you know, adapting a, a video game is, is you want to stay true to the fans, but you also want to make something that's fresh. And, and, uh, you know, if you, if you just, most video games, if you just adapt, you know, cut scene by cut scene, there's going to be a lot left to be desired. So I think what Johannes did so well with this movie was he took the parts from Resident Evil one and two that mattered or that I think mattered so much and, and, and took the sets and, and things that visually were, you know, obvious winners. Um, and then he, he spent a lot of time on the characters and fleshed them out and, and made them, you know, humanize them and, and gave people characters that they can see themselves reflected in and gave them flaws and made you care about these people. Because at the end of the day, if you don't care about, these characters doesn't matter how much it looks like the video game you're going to get bored so i think i think johannes was really the best and 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 the right person to make this adaptation um uh i you know i i also think that making this movie the way that he did if you haven't seen or played any resident evil video games this is still a great movie it's a 90s horror movie um, it has charm. It has a little bit of levity, but it has great scares. And, and it is a, it is a really good, you know, origin story and introduction to this universe. I hope it brings, you know, fresh fans to the Resident Evil world. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm happy you brought the, the nineties reference there because it did, it did feel like both a nineties one and also a big nod to John Carpenter. And I'm a fan of both of those things. So I really enjoyed it and I can't, wait to see you back in the adaptation of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. Thanks, Robbie. Have a good day. Thank you. Take care. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Not as cuddly and furry, as we said before, as the title might sort of half imply. But Rory, when can people go along to see this? This will arrive in Irish cinemas on December 3rd. So uh, not as festive as you might it's not as Christmassy as one might expect from a December release. Well, uh, Easter connection. But, you know, I yeah, that too. Uh, I think, you know, things coming back from the dead. That's yeah. got a, oh. that's Easter again, actually, isn't it? It's yeah, listen, no, I'm going to have to explain the Bible <laughs> to you by the side. Oh, please don't. Here we go. Page one. Page one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so it's some tenuous. Let me see. Is there any kind of, yeah, like umbrella? Give everyone a present. 
uh, and the present is being zombified. <laughs> so I guess... Okay. Yeah, well, but people actually, over the course of Christmas, you, you eat so much, you drink so much. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do, you, you do become a, a, like a human zombie version sure. of yourself by the time January rolls around. So that kind of works. I can see, I can see it. The link is there if you want to, if you look hard enough, if you really, if you if you really want, want it to be. It. It's like if you put the, if you, it's a Christmas miracle if you can really find it. <laughs> that way made that work. Yeah. So uh, that's Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. And that was all the famous, uh, just truly, truly unattractive uh, cast list all the way. Just everyone involved is just, God, God help them. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm going to get you like uh, one of those sexy, lovely calendars of all the people you just chatted to, not including me, um, you know, uh, and you can have that for 2022. So you can look forward to that. Does that I, sound OK? I thought you were going to say for Christmas, I'm going to get you new glasses because they actually are all very attractive. And <laughs> oh, well, yeah, properly. That, there is that as well. Well, Roy, listen, uh, thank you as ever. Thank you to Sound Dan on Sound and thank you to Chicago Town Pizza. And listen, we will chat to you next time, everybody. Uh, lo- love, lo- love you all. Love you lots. Jeez. Love you. Yeah, no, Jesus. No, it's just it's a season of giving out too many emotions. Okay, bye bye. Oh, oh my, my God. God, call me. <laughs> bye. You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town Pizza. Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs>